WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, and W226BT Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA and iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. Hope you had a fabulous weekend. Welcome aboard on a Monday morning at 6 as we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic for the very first time on News Radio 93.1 WFLA FM, AM 540, and the iHeart Radio app. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour, Taliban talks canceled. Details in one minute. And our one-word texting poll asks you, is it time for the U.S. to get out of Afghanistan? Join us next on Good Morning Orlando. 601 on News Radio 93.1. Peace talks between the U.S. and the Taliban are on hold President Trump tweeting that a meeting between the two was canceled. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo says the Taliban is responsible for it not happening. On Sunday, Pompeo said the Taliban tried to gain leverage in the negotiations by carrying out terror attacks in Afghanistan, including a suicide car bombing last week that killed 12 people, including an American soldier. That attack prompted President Trump to cancel the peace deal. We'd made real progress, but in the end, uh, the Taliban overreached. Uh, they forgot that America's always going to protect its interests. While this isn't a war of attrition, uh, the American people should know we will continue to apply the appropriate pressure to make sure uh, that we are never struck with terror again. The president's also getting some heat from lawmakers in his own party for even considering inviting Taliban leaders to the U.S. less than a week before the 9-11 anniversary. That's Fox's Garrett Tenney. A Taliban spokesperson says the cancellation of the meeting will affect America's credibility in future talks. Alan, we're going to talk about all of this here right after the news, and our one-word texting poll is officially open now. The question, is it time for U.S. troops to get out of Afghanistan? Text either yes or text no to 23680. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A Seminole County nonprofit is doing its part to help those affected by Hurricane Dorian. Sanford's Air Unlimited has been collecting relief supplies to be delivered to the Bahamas. Since asking for donations about a week ago, one employee says the response has been amazing. She says help is still needed, and the most desired items are non-perishable food, medical supplies, tents, tarps, hammers, and nails. Some Volusia County businesses are in need of a post-hurricane bounce. The storm forced some owners to shut down operations until Dorian passed, and they're hoping to recover lost revenue. To do that, they say they need the business from local residents. One business owner says they can't survive without their community. A federal trial is set to begin in South Florida today for a Chinese woman accused of trying to access President Trump's Mar-a-Lago resort under false pretenses. Jury selection is scheduled to start at the federal courthouse in West Palm Beach for the prosecution of Yuxing Zhang. She's the woman who traveled from China and is charged with lying to Secret Service agents in order to enter Mar-a-Lago while President Trump was vacationing. Agents would arrest her and confiscate a number of cell phones, a computer and other electronic devices though she is not being charged with espionage. Prosecutors have filed confidential evidence they say affects national security. In Miami, Eben Brown, Fox News. Tampa Bay is 0-1 after quarterback Jameis Winston tossed three interceptions, including two pick-sixes in a 31-17 loss at home to San Francisco. Bucks head coach Bruce Arians says they continue to beat themselves. I don't think there's any doubt about it. And what's what we talked about 
uh, at half even and, and before the game and, and right now that was the message you know when we stop beating ourselves we could be pretty good florida's other two nfl teams also dropped season openers at home the dolphins taking it on the chin from baltimore 59 to 10 and the jaguars falling to kansas city 40 to 26 pretty grim uh for the florida teams over the weekend particularly the dolphins my god what a thrashing that was people have accused them of tanking this season i think it, the tanking has begun <laughs> it can't, can't yes, go much lower at my, this point you're not kidding alan wfla news time is 605 a 74 year old woman in india gives birth to twin girls what uh, a 74-year-old oh, woman in India gives birth to twin girls. Speak up, lad. That story is online <laughs> at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLAOrlando. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. From News Radio 93.1, this is Good Morning Orlando. Okay, obviously my co-host is still in weekend mode here. We're all having a good time this morning. Good morning, Alan. How are you? I'm fine, bud. <laughs> I heard I, that loud and clear. I can't hear enough this morning about your New England Patriots. Oh, were they <laughs> awesome last night? And Melissa's as well. She's a Nantucket girl. They just smoked the Steelers at home, raised their Super Bowl banner, and I think they have another one in the offing. Brady and company were just awesome. 33 to 3, 24 of 36, 341 yards and three touchdowns. It was awesome. Awesome. Can we just talk about UCF now? They were terrific <laughs> too. Against a cupcake. Against Florida Atlantic. We have a sound judgment question all about that and a great prize later on in the show. So many great as we welcome in Yaffe, speaking of great, our executive producer, and speaking of great alongside him, Melissa, um, so many great fundraisers at all levels, everywhere, for the storm-ravaged folks in, in, in the Bahamas who have lost everything. And on Friday, we had our eight-year-old granddaughter, uh, Brinley, on the line. She came up with this idea about help uh, kids helping kids in the Bahamas, and it really took off, and there was a great fundraiser at their house, a lemonade stand and all kinds of things, and donations were taken, and people made donations. Yaffe and your girlfriend Steffi dropped by, and that was wonderful. We had wonderful listeners like Walt and, 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 and Becky came by, and we had huge crowds. And, and more than $1,500 was raised, and it already, along with the goods that were donated, has been on a boat and taken over to Freeport and unloaded over there. And all of this is chronicled on the website, right, Melissa? You did a lot of work on this, putting it together. You got some some photos and information from our daughter, Brindley's mom, Carolyn, right? Yes. Actually, what I'm waiting on, though, is for Brindley to give us a lovely wrap-up, and then the whole video is going to be put together with her explaining how it went and her thoughts about the day and the donations. And it's going to be a wonderful little picturesque deal. So look for that later on this morning on any of our social media as well as WFLAOrlando.com. Well, thank you for that and, and, and all your good work on that. I'll tell you what, Brindley is going to be on the show. She's going to be um, pulling off the side of the road along with her mommy who's driving her to work. She's eight, okay? She's not driving. But at any rate, um, and she'll be here to talk all about this extraordinary experience and to thank everybody who supported this effort that was... Um, was something she just really had a heart for, and she she ran with it, and um, and she got some help from uh, uh, from her mom and a lot of other folks, and it was quite quite an event. In a moment, Alan set the table for this situation. We didn't even know going into the weekend that President Trump had these secret peace negotiations scheduled for Camp David 
with the Taliban, okay, uh, to try to end our role in the war in Afghanistan and find peace. We're going to talk about that. And um, I've said for a long time, and, and I am no linguine-spined wimp from the left who doesn't want to use the U.S. military, but I'm done shedding blood and treasure in Afghanistan. I've been over it for a long time. There is no way, there is no way we should continue being there because there is nothing that we can gain on a permanent basis by being there. So I want us out, but I want to know what you think. You may disagree with me. You have an opportunity to register your opinion on the phone, on the text line, in the one-word texting poll now open. Is it time for U.S. troops to get out of Afghanistan? Text yes or text no to 23680, and we'll get into it together in just a moment. After an update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic, which is just two minutes away on Good Morning Orlando, it is 610. Headlines now on our talk topic of this half hour of Good Morning Orlando. Some Republicans are taking issue with President Trump's now canceled secret peace meetings with the Taliban at Camp David. The meeting was slated for yesterday to discuss a peace agreement in the war in Afghanistan. The news coming just ahead of the anniversary of the 9-11 attacks seemed to hit a nerve with several lawmakers. Congresswoman Liz Cheney of Wyoming tweeting on Sunday that no member of the Taliban should ever be allowed to set foot where America's leaders met to plan the response to 9-11. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories here in Good Morning Orlando. Welcome to the 50,000-watt front porch. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. I really don't have a problem if the Taliban negotiators are at, at, at Camp David. Really? Give me a break. Yasser Arafat, the scourge of the Middle East for years, was there for negotiations years ago. And they don't come any worse than him. Well, the Taliban may be a little worse because they're about as bad as it gets. I salute the president for a bold effort to find a solution and get us ultimately out of Afghanistan. We've got somewhere in the neighborhood of 14,000 troops there. We lost another American, and this is what set the president off, but we've lost others in the course of the summer over there. And for what? And for what? I mean, what does victory look like in Afghanistan, a godforsaken part of the world? We can't stay there forever. We've already been there in terms of, uh, of, of, of a war footing longer than any other war in the history of the country by a long shot, 18 years now, for God's sake. I mean, I've said it for years from this microphone, okay? And I'm a hawk when it comes to the military. But this is an abuse of the United States military, enough with shedding blood, enough with flag-draped coffins, enough with body bags, for God's sake, enough with shedding blood and treasure over there. Because for what? As soon as we leave, whenever that is, five years ago, now, one year from now, ten years from now, radical Islamic terrorists of all ilks, Al-Qaeda, ISIS, Taliban will rush back into that. It's their part of the world. I'm telling you right now, there is nothing we can gain in Afghanistan that we can keep once we leave. You have to face that reality. Back in July, the president, whose quest has been to get us out of these never-ending wars, said this. I would like to just get up. The problem is it, it just seems to be a lab 
for terrorists. It seems, I call it the Harvard of terrorists, but I would leave very strong intelligence there. President's absolutely right. Intelligence on the ground, high-tech intelligence from the air, okay? That's the only thing you can do. You need to keep on treating these human fire ants, all right? You need to watch them. You need to kill them. But they're going to come back like fire ants, and you just got to be ready to kill them again. Tighten up security as best you can on the homeland here. You can't stay there and have young Americans, men and women in uniform, dying for a cause that has no permanent positive resolution for the United States of America. That's why I'm posing the one-word texting poll here, and I don't vote on it, but you know how I'd vote if I could. Is it time for U.S. troops to get out of Afghanistan? Text yes or text no to 23680. Is it time for U.S. troops to get out of Afghanistan? Text yes or text no to 23680. Alan, Yaffe, and Melissa are chomping at the bit to weigh in. I want to know what you think here. Good Monday morning. We are glad you're with us on the 50,000-watt front porch. Is it time for U.S. troops to get out of Afghanistan? I'll take phone calls. Priority, I'll put you on the radio if you call. 407-916-5400. Long-form text welcome or one-word texting poll. Should we get out of Afghanistan now? Text yes or text no to 23680. We continue now with an update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines, what would a Good Morning Orlando be without a Dorian update? Believe it or not, we still have one. Dorian did major damage as it barreled into eastern Canada over the weekend. The post-tropical cyclone made landfall near Halifax, Nova Scotia, Saturday night. Canadian media reporting that Halifax had roofs torn off buildings, trees uprooted, and a crane collapsed onto a building. Widespread power outages in Nova Scotia. Hundreds of thousands of people reportedly in the dark. And the last I heard, forecasters said... Before it died altogether, the remnants of Dorian would make it snow in Greenland. What a storm. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. Boy, if we'd bought Greenland, think of the cleanup we'd have to be responsible for now. You know, I'm glad that's been delayed. <laughs> But I'm, I still think it would be a good idea, Alan. Hadn't thought about that. Okay, on to more important news at the moment, though. Um, we're doing our one-word texting poll right now because we're talking about uh, whether we should get out of Afghanistan, and that is the poll. Is it time for U.S. troops to get out of Afghanistan? Text yes or no to 23680. And by far so far, bud, most of the texters agree with you that it is time to get out. Only one person has said no so far. I got to tell you, there was a time when I was pushing that from this microphone for the very reasons I re-explained a few moments ago, and I had people all over my case saying, you know, no, we're not going to be defeated by these scums and all. We got to stay there and sock it to them. No uh, more. How many troops are actually over in Afghanistan? About 14,000. Oh, uh, well. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's been somewhat of a drawdown by Trump, but not nearly what he wants. But 
You know, I mean, and you can't trust the Taliban in these negotiations. That's the, that is one of the big problems. I don't know how we could have peace talks with the Taliban. I think the president yeah, was the going for a bold <laughs> stroke to make some well, history and to do mm-hmm. something productive here. And he was willing to do it in an unconventional way. And now he's getting blasted by his own party. You can't hold talks like this just before 9-11 with the Taliban at Camp David yeah. where the response was negotiated in 2001. You know, and all of the Give me a break. Come on, try to get this done. Yasser Arafat was a Camp David. I mean, stop it. But but God forbid we we stay there another day. Get them out of here. I mean, and, and if there's anybody out there opposed to that, think about your son or daughter being the last person to die in Afghanistan for what? Yeah, it's it puts me in mind of Vietnam for those of us who grew up in that era and how many years that went on with no gain when we should have cut our losses far earlier. 58,000 names on the wall. And saved lives, and I think we're in the same situation here where we're, we're gaining nothing by being there. We need to cut our losses and bring the troops home. Do we know the Taliban's response to these secret meetings being called off? Well, they said uh, that America's uh, credibility in future talks would be damaged. Yeah. Oh, great. We're getting a, t- a credibility lecture from the Taliban. Exactly. Oh, all right. Wow. I'm Us. sorry, guys. We're just going to have to eat it over there eventually. And I, and, and, and it's high time. we got to get out of there. It's as simple as that. There is nothing we can gain and keep by staying there with a combat presence. Well, I'll be the one person to disagree with everyone today. I think we have gained a lot. You talked about keeping intelligence over there. I don't think it's possible without some kind of true presence. I just don't Let's think you'll be it. able to get the intelligence over there i think um we have prevented a lot of terrorist attacks by being over there maybe a lot we don't really know because we don't hear these things okay yaffy what's the end game how i mean are you going to be my age and we're still in afghanistan if that's what it takes maybe that's what we have to say what is afghanistan's output what what is their big deal what do they got what do they provide drugs that's right heroin sure so yeah we're gonna end up keeping presence there I don't know, Mike. I mean, I'm very serious here. I'm going to disagree with you big time. You're talking about a permanent combat footing in a in a godforsaken country like this with no endgame. So, so supposing it's 20 more years, when you get out, the same thing's going to happen that's going to happen now or would have happened five years ago. See, I don't, I don't know if I agree with that. I think eventually you can wear them down. But right now they just wait because they know eventually we're going to leave. I think maybe it could take a long time. I think it's just one of those uncomfortable truths that we're going to have to deal with. Long-form texture. It's time for troops to come home. Can't change the way these people believe in their ideology. We don't set our troops up in North Korea or China, Russia, etc. Well, we have them in some of these places, but or nearby. We use other means to keep intelligence to monitor their situation. You know, I think you have to do the best you can with intel. And you got to call it a day. No more blood, no more treasure. One thing, though, you got to remember, President Trump's a businessman, and he's used this tactic many times before, you know, walking away from negotiations in hopes of getting a better, more stronger negotiating position. Mm-hmm. So yeah. anything's possible with this guy. The art of the deal may come into play. We shall see. Well, we have to remember also President Trump campaigned on a promise of bringing the troops home. Yeah, and the endless wars. Mm-hmm. And the endless wars. And we heard a sound cut from him earlier just two months ago. I want to get out, but you got to leave major intel behind. Uh, Yaffe suggests you can't do that without a combat presence. I suggest we need to do the very best we can in that regard and get out of Afghanistan. 
You can weigh in on the one-word texting poll all morning long. Here's the question. Is it time for U.S. troops to get out of Afghanistan? You can text yes or text no to 23680. Alan? Gas prices falling and drama at the U.S. Open. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together. In just two minutes on Good Morning Orlando, it's 6.30. Here's a little bit of good news while you're driving to work on a Monday morning, and Alan's got it. Florida gas prices are lower, dropping two cents over the past week. AAA reports Florida drivers are now paying an average of $2.42 per gallon at the pump. The current average in Metro Orlando is $2.39. We should get an update, though, from Gas Bud here. Yeah, 233 at a couple of stations coming down 1792 Castleberry Maitland. So shop around, you save a few pennies, but it's not going down too fast. But it's post-Labor Day, that's when we start getting a break usually. Exactly. AAA says declining pump prices are common as we enter the fall driving season. Families are taking fewer road trips with kids back in school. And refineries are switching to winter gasoline, which is cheaper to produce than summer fuel. Yeah, so so they so they they want to gouge the public, but they just can't do it now. Yeah, not as much as they'd like to. <laughs> this news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Governor Ron DeSantis wants the White House to approve federal reimbursements for the state and 24 counties to cover the costs of preparing for Hurricane Dorian. I think we probably will get it uh, because FEMA's in a situation where these counties and the state, we did what you would want us to do. I mean, we actually took steps to prepare. In Brevard County alone, officials say actual damage estimates could top $13 million in beach erosion and destruction to docks and parks. A YouTube video has landed a Daytona Beach man in jail. In the video, Leo Orang Jr., allegedly threatened to murder as many people as he could. The 45-year-old Army vet told investigators he did not mean to follow through on his threat and no guns or ammo were found in his home. Coast Guard officials say four crew members are missing after a cargo ship tipped over and caught fire off the coast of Georgia early Sunday. The Coast Guard has reportedly been trying to rescue them from the engine room. A total of 24 people were on board and 20 have been rescued. At the U.S. Open Tennis Tournament in New York, number 2 seed Rafael Nadal won the men's singles championship, beating number 5 seeded Daniel Medvedev in five hard-fought sets. The final call, courtesy of ESPN, the win marks Nadal's fourth U.S. Open singles title and 19th Grand Slam singles title. It was a battle. I watched a lot of it. It went on for like five hours. Medvedev came back from the dead. He was done. He was down two sets to Nadal and almost pulled the thing out in five. It was amazing. Yeah, I was uh, tuning in at 8 p.m. at ESPN to watch the Yankees and Red Sox. (laughs) I said, what is this thing going on? Forever. Yes, The sequel to the 2017 movie It is tops at the box office in North America. It Chapter 2 earned $91 million in its debut weekend. Coming in second, the action feature Angel Has Fallen, followed by the R-rated comedy Good Boys, Disney's The Lion King, and the faith-based drama Overcomer. WFLA News Time is 6.36. 
You don't have to miss any part of Good Morning Orlando. Check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio. Headlines are set of this Biden segment. You've got to hear mixed messages are coming from weekend polls of the Democratic presidential candidates. An ABC News Washington Post poll gives Joe Biden a comfortable lead nationwide. 27% compared to 19% for Bernie Sanders. 17% for Elizabeth Warren, who is gaining ground. But a CBS News and YouGov survey among likely Democratic voters in early voting states finds this. Biden only neck and neck with either Warren or Sanders in the early states of Iowa, New Hampshire, and Nevada. Stay with us for updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. What are they going to do with Joe Biden? I mean, every time you see him and every time you listen to him... You realize that some people can attain the age of 76 and be absolutely as sharp as they ever were. I think that's true of Bernie Sanders. He never misses a word. He has clarity of thought, even though he says the most outrageous things, because the man is way out on the left as a socialist. And just about as far out as his old buddy Elizabeth Warren, who's rising in the polls, I think she's nominatable, but I do not think she is electable in the general. She is too extreme to pick up the independents and the other voters who are just up for grabs and go either way according to who they like and what the policies are advocated by that candidate. She's not going to pick them up. She's going to be the darling of the left, but that's not enough to get elected any more than Trump can only rely on his rock-solid base to get a second term. He has to pick up independents and other votes that are up for grabs, or even maybe disaffected Democrats. You have to have that in order to win the presidency. I don't know what they're going to do, the Democrats, because Joe Biden clearly, clearly to me, and I'm not a doctor, but it is so obvious. I've seen this in aging relatives Um, All of my life and aging friends, sometimes you get to the point where mentally you just don't have it and you don't have what it takes to be president of the United States. Listen to Joe Biden Saturday in New Hampshire addressing Democrats at their state convention. I had Yaffe edit this so you'd get a crack at hearing what he really said and more than once. Here he is. But if Donald Donald Trump is (laughs) reelected... Freudian slip. Donald Hump, Donald Hump, Donald Hump. Donald Trump does pose an excellent strength to this. The, it's not hypothetical, his threat to this nation. An excellent strength, an excellent strength, an excellent strength. Uh, what was that word he was trying to say there, bud man? That was existential. Yaffe, he didn't even try to clean it up. He <laughs> just moved say, on. Wasn't even close. What are the Democrats going to do in this situation, gang? You tell me. You know, I'm not weeping for him here. I, I have problems with the president at times, but I want him I want him for a second term. They're stuck with this moderate who's completely lost his fastball. You know, by the time he's president, my guess is he won't even be able to say his name and get it right. You know, I, I mean, think- these things happen. There's no shame in it, but you can't elect somebody like this president of the United States. So they default to the left-wing whack jobs like Elizabeth Warren and Bernie. They're not going to beat Trump with them either. They're not. 
I think Biden is, uh, I think they're just waiting for him to fail. Honestly, I think the Democrats and the moderates are like, well, it's going to implode. He's, he's like an ice cube. He's going to melt. He's not an iceberg. He's not going to come crashing through in November. It's just it, not it, going to happen. It's kind of like his star won't fall. It will just grow dimmer. Exactly. And dimmer. Right. And dimmer. He's just going to melt away You're like an ice You're seeing that in the early, the early state polls, too. Mm-hmm. You're seeing that, yeah. Well, he's got a lack of fundraising. He's making all these gaffes and mistakes. He his eyeball pretty much burst on the screen the other day at the CNN town hall. Right. And he's falling apart in front of us. Yeah, he is. You know, if he does and get the nom- if he does get the nomination, that's really going to hurt him. I think in the general because I think Hillary's health problems hurt her in the general election. You remember so, that when she collapsed yeah. after she went to a 9-11 ceremony? Mm-hmm. I think you it was know, a problem they- with her, and I think it'll be a problem for Biden. Yeah, I agree with you, a hundred percent. I think his is more obvious because she didn't have anything that had to do with a speaking yes, problem. Well, she would cough, remember? Yeah, she had the she coughing thing. She would cough. You're right. And yeah. Biden, I, I, it, it was not, it was off mic, but he coughed at least five times in yeah. a three-minute tape. Remember how Hillary was arm-in-arm arm most of the time with people assisting her walking? It just looked like she was being friendly and yeah. casual, but they were helping couldn't her. Couldn't get up and downstairs. I think that thing has a real that. effect. I do. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about the president of the United States. So I'm not weeping for the Democrats. What are they going to do here? How's this going to play out? Will Biden remain viable? Will they go all the way with Elizabeth Warren? Can Elizabeth Warren beat Donald Trump? 407-916-5400. I love talking politics with the most politically astute audience in all of talk radio. Don't disappoint me. If you want to talk, I'll give you priority, and I'll put you right on the radio as we continue. 407-916-5400. Texters are always welcome at 23680. But I love to talk with you. 407 916 5400. And hopefully we'll have that chance right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines Congress returns this week after that long late summer recess. In the House, Democrats will be continuing their aggressive oversight of President Trump and his administration. There are growing calls among House Democrats to start impeachment proceedings against Trump. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi has resisted calls for impeachment, as you know, saying the best way to remove Trump is to win the 2020 election. We will talk about the impeachment disaster that the Democrats are courting in our next half hour on board that Trump train. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories right here in Good Morning Orlando. News, weather and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Also on the Trump train in our next half hour, has President Trump gotten the last word on Hurricane Dorian Sharpie Gate? I don't care if... It's his word <laughs> this would make or you crazy. my word or your word. I would like to hear the last word Enough. on this. <laughs> Enough. I concur. Let me throw this out here for you. Here is how the Democrats get an unelectable left-wing radical to be president of the United States. They somehow go with Biden. He gets the nomination and they drag him across the finish line, and he becomes the president with, say, Elizabeth Warren as vice president. Then Biden's mental decline continues to the point where they invoke the part of the 25th Amendment where you get the vice president and a majority of the cabinet to declare the president unable to 
discharge the duties of his office, and Biden is taken out of power, and it is President Elizabeth Warren, or name your left-wing wacko, whoever. Think they should campaign on that promise? I don't know. <laughs> Probably not a good idea, no. Is that, is that, is that too far out of there? What do you all think no. in there? I mean, Donald Trump is president, so it's hard to say when something is too far or not. Yeah. You talked five years ago. No one would have thought he would have been president, and he is. So anything is possible. He's done a lot of great things for this country. He's a different kind of president well, yeah. in every way. Melissa? Now I told you, watch out for the Warren Mo Obama ticket. As in Michelle? Yep. Wow. Yep. Biden was joking the other day about making Michelle Obama his running mate. You know. Talk about dragging him over the finish line <laughs> right. and invoke the 25th when Biden can't find his way out of the Oval Office. And then all of a sudden it's President Michelle Obama. Some interesting polls though, over the weekend. One, uh, Yeah, I had that in a headline you provided for right. me here. The early states, it's just neck and neck with Biden. Yeah, o- it, overall he yeah. leads, he leads, he continues to lead the Democratic field by a, a fairly uh, comfortable margin at this point, eight or nine points over Bernie Sanders. Right, that, but, that's the ABC Washington Post, but in the early states like Iowa, Nevada, and uh, and and New Hampshire, close. Close with Warren and Sanders and Biden, yeah. neck and neck. Got folks weighing in here on the 50,000-watt front porch, Effie? Yeah, one person says, I just hope Biden doesn't peak or fail too early. So I guess uh, this person wants Biden to be the nominee so Trump could win. I thought for a minute there you're having as much trouble saying Biden yeah. as he was having saying Trump. He yeah, was. I know. He was. <laughs> it's yeah. early. It's Monday morning. I understand. I'll, <laughs> cut, I'll cut you some slack. Yeah, another one said Biden pushed abortion, gay marriage, um, not to mention he's a climate kook. So he has that in his favor or not. They're all climate kooks. They're all nuts on that. Taliban talks canceled and Congress reacts. And Florida's NFL teams go O oh, for Sunday. That story and others, plus traffic and weather together in just two minutes. It's 7 o'clock on Good Morning Orlando. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando. WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando. And W226BT Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA and iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. Delighted to have you with us here bright and early on a Monday morning at 7 o'clock as we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic again on News Radio 93.1 WFLA FM AM 540 and the iHeartRadio app. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour Congress reacts as Trump cancels Taliban talks. More oh. in one minute. All aboard with the Trump train. Has the president gotten the final word on Sharpie Gate? And an impeachment disaster looming for the Democrats. We'll talk about it together next on Good Morning Orlando. 703 on News Radio 93.1. Members of Congress react after President Trump cancels a meeting with Taliban leaders set to happen over this past weekend here on U.S. soil at Camp David. Some consider it risky to negotiate with insurgents, but GOP Senator Tom Tillis of North Carolina on Fox's Sunday Morning Futures called it a bold move. To try and engage in discussions in Afghanistan with North Korea, Iran, he's trying to engage to actually lower the threat. Not all Republicans agree on this. Representative Devin Nunes of California tells Fox News he doesn't see a need to talk. The bottom line is, is then, you know, if If we want to leave, then just leave. We don't need to have a deal with the Taliban. A Taliban spokesman says there was a peace deal with the U.S., but the president's cancellation hurt that credibility. 
Grinnell Scott, Fox News. Talked about this in our 6 o'clock hour. We'll bring it back as a topic on Open Mind Monday at 8, Alan. All right, bud. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The government of the Bahamas insists it is not covering up the number of dead from Hurricane Dorian. The massive storm devastated the islands over two days, killing at least 43 people. Officials say that number will almost certainly go higher as hundreds and perhaps thousands of people are missing. You know what's really just tragic here? They have all of this wood and and everything. I mean, it looks like a lumberyard out there, but they can't bring the bulldozers in because they have so many unaccounted for people, and they're worried about just plowing up the bodies, you know? Not only unaccounted for, but uh, we've got something like 70,000 homeless. Yeah, it's unimaginable what's happened there. Jury selection gets underway in South Florida today. In the trial of a Chinese woman accused of trespassing at President Trump's Palm Beach estate. 33-year-old Yujing Zhang has insisted on representing herself after firing her defense attorneys. She faces charges of entering or remaining in a restricted building or grounds, as well as making false statements to a federal officer. Zhang allegedly lied her way into the reception area at Mar-a-Lago back in March, but was caught as she tried to go through more security screenings. She was carrying two Chinese passports and thumb drives containing malware. A search of Zhang's hotel room later discovered a device that detects hidden cameras. Joel Malkin, News Radio 93.1 WFLA. A city in Polk County is welcoming a game-changing addition. That's what Haines City manager Derek Feacher says about the coming arrival of Carvana. The city commission last week agreed to sell 37 acres to the online car seller, which plans to build a facility on County Road 544. About 400 jobs are expected, and the Central Florida Development Council says Polk County is well-positioned as Florida's e-commerce distribution hub. How about that? The Miami Dolphins are off to an embarrassing start. Ugh. Crushed by Baltimore, 59-10 to at Hard Rock Stadium, the Ravens rolling up 643 yards of total offense. Dolphins head coach Brian Flores took responsibility for the loss. Well, it starts with coaching. It starts with me. Um, and I've got to do a better job of coaching this team. Uh, we've got to play better. Uh, it starts with me. So, uh, we got a long way to go. Long way to go. This keeps up. Number one draft pick in sight. Go Fins. <laughs> Tank job. Florida's other two NFL teams also dropped opening week games at home. San Francisco pounding the Bucks 31-17 to and Kansas City outscoring the Jaguars 40-26. to Wasn't there a, like a, a Sunday night game last night to Allen? A Sunday night game. Are they still doing those? We're waiting yeah. all week for Sunday night. Patriots 33, Steelers 3. Just thought I'd throw that you in. You know, about an hour ago I said, I just can't hear enough about the New England Patriots. Oh, but you've and, already heard enough. And uh, I was being facetious, <laughs> yet you continued talking about them, well, and now you're bringing them up again. you see that Tom Brady last night, bud? Oh, oh better man. than ever. Uh, yeah. Just He's awesome. How old is he? Oh, 109. Obviously on the juice. (laughs) WFLA (laughs) news time is 7.08. India loses contact with a spacecraft moments before an unsuccessful moon landing attempt. That story at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLAOrlando. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. You're never more than 10 minutes away from the latest news, weather, and traffic. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Good Monday morning. Bud Heading around Inspector Michael Yaffe, Melissa Fox, until 9 o'clock. 
special guest appearance by my eight-year-old granddaughter, Brinley, who had an amazing fundraiser, Kids Helping Kids in the Bahamas, on Saturday. And boy, the results of that were just amazing. And everything collected has already been taken by boat to Freeport in the Bahamas and unloaded to help people there who desperately need it because they have lost everything. It's amazing, these fundraising efforts. To watch one unfold before my very eyes, spearheaded by my eight-year-old granddaughter, was quite something. And I know this kind of thing's been going on all over Central Florida and all over the country. And it is the best of America when you see this. We'll bring Brindley on here on her way to school with her mommy, Carolyn. Um, In the meantime, we want to book you on the uh, Trump train because I think El Presidente may actually have gotten the last word, and God, I hope it is the last word, on Sharpie Gate with Hurricane Dorian and where it was and wasn't headed. And the Democrats are playing with political fire as the I word comes up upon Congress return this week. It's all ahead. And an update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic is in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. It's 7.09. Headlines and a shipping accident the likes of which I cannot recall seeing before has happened in Georgia, where Coast Guard officials say four crew members are missing after a cargo ship tipped over and caught fire off the coast of Georgia early Sunday. The Coast Guard reportedly is trying to save the crew that um, and, and rescue them from the engine room. A total of 24 people were on board. 20 have been rescued. The Coast Guard said black smoke and flames were coming out of the cargo hold of the Golden Ray and it made it unsafe to continue the search efforts. The 650-foot-long cargo vessel remains on its port side in St. Simon's Sound near the port of Brunswick, Georgia. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Use your smart speaker. Tell Alexa to play News Radio 93.1 from iHeartRadio. And they have these cargo ships all over the place, you know, these great big rectangular containers of everything that shipped everywhere around the world. I've never heard of one going over. It must yeah. have been top-heavy. I was about to say, is this a thing that happens that we're not aware of? I I've mean, never it, heard I of mean, it. Is it, you know, put, <laughs> put the shipment of lead on the bottom, put the shipment of paper towels in the container on the top, not the other way around. <laughs> Wait, that's how you bag groceries. I think they have something called a stabilizer, and maybe it didn't work. Well, you may be right. Hey, Captain Fox in there. She knows it all. Hi, making hey, sense, matey. Mm-hmm. All right, hope everybody's going to be okay there. All right, everybody on board the Trump train. Quick trip here. This We didn't talk a lot about Sharpie Gate, where, you know, the president held up a chart of Dorian early on when it looked like it was going to knife right into the Florida Peninsula, go across central Florida, exit out, and make a second landfall perhaps in the Gulf, maybe like in Alabama. He had that chart with the the Sharpie drawing an extension of the cone of uncertainty, and people mocked him for having said that Alabama could get hit hard when obviously that isn't what happened, and we didn't even get hit all that hard. It turned into Sharpie Gate. We had a storm to cover wall-to-wall, so we didn't talk much about this while the rest of the anti-Trump media was just beating it to death. While the president responded in kind, and he's been beating it to death, I was with a bunch of pro-Trumpers on Saturday night at a gathering, you know, and even they were saying, let's just let this go, Mr. President. Well, he may get the last word on this thing because the president has a statement from NOAA, the National Oceanographic and 
Atmospheric Administration, um, which is which you know is is above the Weather Service. All right, and here is what they say. From August 28th till September 2nd, the information provided by NOAA and the National Hurricane Center to President Trump and the wider public demonstrated that tropical storm force winds from Hurricane Dorian could impact Alabama. This is clearly demonstrated in Hurricane Advisories number 15 through 41, which can be viewed at this following link. You look at the link and you can actually see how they were projecting out that that could well happen before the storm took another turn, okay? Well... There, everyone's up in their arms about this here, and, and the National Weather Service is saying you're undermining the uh, the Alabama Office of the Weather Service here. But then the president uh, turned to this and retweeted CNN anchor Don Lemon. There's an anti-Trumper, never-Trumper if there ever was one on the air, asking the CNN weather expert they had on about the projected path of Hurricane Dorian as it approached Florida. Listen to this. But there are many states that are under threat right now, Derek. At least six, from the Carolinas right through Georgia coastline into Florida, certainly, and then also even into the Gulf of Mexico, Louisiana, Alabama, 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 Mississippi. You need to be on the lookout. Well, that's it. That's on CNN, okay? Early on in the storms. Path. We didn't edit the repeated Alabamas. That was done, and the president liked it, retweeted it. Hey, gang, has he gotten the last word on Sharpie Gate? I don't know. He's citing CNN, which he accuses of being the number one purveyor of fake news. Yeah, that's the Climate Nut Network, right? <laughs> and he's, he's, <laughs> climate nut network. he's using them as the basis for his uh. argument. How, he can't have it both ways. Oh, that's an interesting thought. <laughs> well, he is having it both ways. What yeah. about it, gang? Noah's on it, so, you know. They said it, it. It's it's going. Let's get let choppy get go away. The interesting thing about the away. the interesting thing about the Noah statement was it was not attributed to any particular person, which is not their usual practice. So what are, what do you conclude, sir? Uh, I'm just saying that's the interesting thing about it. Mm. Draw pro- your own conclusions. The problem with Trump's what tweet. is he's wondering going to be signed? All right, this is Fred at Noah. I mean, who sure. cares? <laughs> Fred at Noah. I did it. Oh, Fred's commenting now. The problem with Trump's tweet is it just the timing was off. It is true that earlier on in the storm, yeah. some of the paths said it could have Alabama. But when Trump tweeted it, pretty much none of the paths were saying they would get anything more than some tropical storm winds at worst. And wouldn't you expect the president to be updated on the latest information before sending out a tweet about who is in harm's way. I might think so. I also yeah. think he has an awful lot to deal with here and around yeah, you know, the world. It was a simple mistake, you know. All right. It's All you fine. have to do is look on the National <laughs> Hurricane Center website. I do that I did that every morning last week to find out where the storm was and where it was headed. So what Took about like it? two seconds. Where are you on Sharpie Gate? Are you is it over? Do you want it to be over? Has the president gotten the final word or not? 407-916-5400. And the text line 23680. While we're on the Trump train, the president will have another challenger for the nomination of the Republican Party, former South Carolina Governor Mark Sanford, joining the race for the White House in 2020. Sanford announcing on Fox News Sunday that he is challenging President Trump for the GOP nod. He is the third Republican to throw his hat in the ring, joining former Massachusetts Governor Bill Weld and former Illinois Congressman Joe Walsh. A reminder, Trump still has a, like, 88% approval 
among Republicans. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories here in Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. Yeah, Sanford's really credible. Yeah, if he wasn't in him who, um, you know, said he was hiking the Appalachian Trail, but he was really cheating on his wife and having an affair down in Argentina with some babe. I forgot all about that. Oh, that's a big thing. I mean, Trump will chew him up and spit him out. Well, yeah. Wait, Mark Sanford? That guy? Yeah. Yeah. None of these people have a chance. I mean, come on. No, but I, I told you there's that show on Netflix about the Doug Coe and the uh, the Christian such. And, you know, they say they're chosen, whether they're good people or bad people. If they're still chosen, just be careful. Okay. Careful what you wish for. Now, um, on the impeachment front, Congress reconvenes after the long recess this week. And in the House Judiciary Committee, run by anti-Trumper, never-Trumper, liberal Democrat Jerry Nadler, who was facing a primary challenge of his own, they are apparently on Wednesday going to vote on a framework for impeachment proceedings to impeach the president. What are they thinking of here? I've been looking at this because, Yaffe, you watch all of the network reports on this, and they say, well, why are the Democrats going down this road? Because ultimately, if they wind up voting to impeach Trump, that will be stymied in the Senate, still run by the Republicans here. And then it, it, it'll, it'll backfire on the Democrats the way impeaching Clinton in 98 backfired on the Republicans. And, 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 and people will think, you know, the guy hasn't done anything that's impeachable. You may not like his policies. You may not like his style. Um, but he has, you know, we're talking about we're talking about the Constitution and impeachment, you know, talks of treason, bribery and other high crimes and misdemeanors. And and oh, come on, where's the beef on this thing? But I think what they're looking at, they are thinking that there's no way they can win that now. But if 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 they're able to get control of the Senate after the 2020 election and Trump is still president, they will then go after trying to get him out and not let him serve another four years, and that that's why they're initiating this now. Wow. I mean, I'm not sure I, I, I buy it that much. The only thing I think they're trying to do is keep making it an issue before the 2020 election, because notice it hasn't been in the news as much for the past few weeks. And I think they just want to keep it in the news cycle to get people to think about Trump and how, why not to like him and hurt him in 2020. That's what, that's what I think. It's all Pelosi's about. right. It's dangerous for the Democrats. It's going to backfire on them. But, but I think they may be looking into a second term. All right, Trump wins a second term, but we get the Senate. Now let's go get him. I, f- I feel like that would backfire on the Democrats, too. I just can't imagine that they actually really want to go through this without some real evidence of something. Alan. Old business right now for folks. Uh, we have a one-word texting poll, and Yaffe's going to total up the votes. We'll keep this poll open until 9 o'clock. Yeah. We've been asking since uh, a little after 6 o'clock, is it time for U.S. troops to get out of Afghanistan? Text yes or text no to 23680. Again, is it time for U.S. troops to get out of Afghanistan? Text yes or text no to 23680. Yes, and the majority of people so far agree with Bud that it's time to get out. Have 26 people have said yes, and only three people have said no. You can add me to that. That's four. 
No, well, you can't vote. Oh, okay. You're not eligible for station stuff. Oh, <laughs> I mean, if she text, if you texted in, I guess you could. Yeah, two thirty-six in. <laughs> well, then, then you have to add two votes for Bud and me on the other side. There you go. Yeah. This is true, Alan. Yeah. What's going on? We got folks tuning in at seven thirty in the news. A change of plans for some Orlando air travelers, and the U.S. Open men's final goes to the limit. Those stories and others. Plus elsewhere and traffic and weather together in just two minutes. It's 7.30 on Good Morning Orlando. Good morning, Orlando. Bud heading around Inspector Michael Yaffe and Melissa Fox till 9 o'clock. My eight-year-old granddaughter Brindley is going to be on here to tell you about her amazing Kids Helping Kids in the Bahamas fundraiser over the weekend. She's so excited and she's about 10 minutes away on the way to school. She'll be, uh, she'll be talking with us. Alan, we got the airports open after Dorian mm-hmm. now, but we got problems for folks who are flying across the pond. We do, bud. If you plan on flying out of Orlando on British Airways tonight, think again. Rory O'Neill has more from our newsroom. The four British Airways flights scheduled to depart today from Orlando International Airport to London Gatwick are all canceled. The airline announced that nearly all its flights are canceled today and tomorrow because of a 48-hour strike by pilots. The airline and the pilots' union are locked in contract negotiations. British Airways says passengers who are scheduled to fly today or tomorrow should not even go to the airport. Rory O'Neill, News Radio 93.1 WFLA. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A new development could soon rise in Orlando's struggling Paramore neighborhood. The plan is for a 17-story mixed-use building that would include commercial space and market-rate apartments on the corner of Division Avenue and Central Boulevard. Growth Spotter says the DXV Central Tower would be built between the Orlando Magic Sports and Entertainment District and Creative Village. The Boca Raton-based developer hopes to open in 2022. Both Gator Nation and the Seminoles are receiving praise today from Governor Ron DeSantis. The governor is traveling to both campuses today to celebrate their improved rankings by U.S. News & World Report. FSU jumped from 26th to 18th on this year's list of public universities. Meanwhile, the University of Florida is 7th on the public university list and 34th nationally. Large audiences turned out to see the sequel to the movie It this weekend. Warner Brothers says that It, Chapter 2, earned an estimated $91 million from North American ticket sales in its first weekend. <laughs> it's based on Stephen King's novel It, Chapter 2 bringing the Losers Club back to Derry 27 years later to take on that frightening clown, Pennywise. It was the only major film to open this weekend. Angel Has Fallen took a distant second with six million. The president's top guardian angel has fallen. Don't you see that I'm being set up? And Good Boys placed third with 5.4 million. Debbie Hanley, Fox News. Rafael Nadal uh, survived a near five-hour championship match to beat Daniel Medvedev 7-5-6-3-5-7-4-6-6-4 to win his fourth U.S. Open in New York City. It was his 19th career Grand Slam title, moving to within one of Roger Federer for the most by a male player. And he's like five years younger, so you have to think he's going to be number one at some point in the majors. Looks like it. Elsewhere... Don't get Mick Jagger started. 
Jagger can't get no satisfaction from President Trump or his environmental policies. The Rolling Stones frontman criticized the administration's stance on climate change over the weekend, saying the United States should be a world leader but has decided to go the other way. He also took shots at other political figures, saying British Prime Minister Boris Johnson and Brazilian President Jair Bolsonaro, like Trump, divide rather than unite. Just sing, you know, just crank out the, the hits and uh, enough of this nonsense. The latest movie about Batman's arch enemy is the big winner at the Venice Film Festival. Uh, Murray, one small thing. Yeah. When you bring me out, can you introduce me as Joker? The Joker won the top Golden Lion Prize in Venice, the world's oldest film festival. The movie starring Joaquin Phoenix is a prequel about the famous comic villain. It's already generating Oscar talk. The Joker hits theaters October 4th. Supposed to be a pretty, pretty grim, scary portrayal, isn't it? It's gotten some excellent reviews, though. Has it? Mm Mm-hmm. Too scary for the Bud Man here. Finally, got a secret crush? Facebook to the rescue. Facebook wants to help its users find love. Its new free online dating service allows you to match with friends of friends or those not in your friend circle. One feature is Secret Crush, which lets people connect if they both secretly express interest in each other. The social media giant's blog post says, It takes the work out of creating a dating profile and gives you a more authentic look at who someone is. Yeah, if you're kind of Mr. Facebook, what about it? You and Melissa. Um, I mean, it might work, but I'm no longer in the dating game. I have a girlfriend, so. I know her at Brindley's yeah. fundraiser. Steffi was along here and made a donation. Yeah, it was yeah. good to see you guys so, so over I'm the weekend. Taking, you know, I don't have to worry about this stuff anymore. Off Thank the God. market, huh? Honestly, I didn't know it wasn't a dating app because I have all these military guys from overseas who are constantly... Oh, no, they're not real accounts. They're <laughs> fake. Yeah. Don't yeah. yeah, to worry a, about that. Yeah, I have a Nigerian <laughs> prince who's pretty interested in me. So <laughs> See I, what I'm saying? Oh, lovely. The, the real interesting thing about this, though, is it's free, where a lot of these other dating websites you have to pay for. That's true. Yeah. It can cost quite a bit. Well, that's so. what I've heard anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Methinks uh. thou dost know too much. <laughs> out I, don't, I don't know nothing about nothing. <laughs> Find more on these stories on the Good Morning Orlando page at WFLAOrlando.com. Listen to the Elsewhere podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Just look for Elsewhere. With Alan Spector. Thanks, Alan. A very personal story here that really is a salute to all of you out there who in one way or another have reached out to help the devastated people of the northern Bahama Islands who had Dorian as a Cat 5 sit over them for 36-plus hours, and they, if they survived with their lives, that is all they have. They have lost everything else. And it's been amazing to see the outpouring. It's the best of us. It truly is. But it really goes down to the grassroots. And over the weekend, I had an opportunity as a proud grandpa uh, to witness the fruit of a great, great idea by our eight-year-old granddaughter, Brinley. She and her mom, our daughter, Carolyn, 
are on the phone on the way to school, pulling off the side of the road for a couple of minutes to update us on Brinley's Kids Helping Kids in the Bahamas fundraiser over the weekend. The outpouring of support and the results of this blew me away. And I think this will give you a real lift on the way to work this morning when you listen to the story as we bring Carolyn and Brindley on the 50,000-watt front porch in a moment. Right after we update Orlando's news, weather and traffic in two minutes here on Good Morning Orlando. Now, headlining the aftermath of the disaster in the Bahamas, where more than 70,000 people are homeless from Hurricane Dorian, the United Nations saying thousands of homes were destroyed there on the northern islands, that survivors are evacuating slowly. At last count, 43 dead in the hurricane. That number expected to rise dramatically. Property losses in the Bahamas could reach $7 billion. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Dave Ramsey, weekdays 3 till 5 p.m., News Radio 93.1. So one of those little grassroots family fundraising events occurred within our family for hurricane relief in the Bahamas. Kids Helping Kids in the Bahamas was the brainchild of my 8-year-old granddaughter, Brindley, and with a lot of help from her mommy, Carolyn, our daughter, and a lot of other folks as well, we had a huge turnout for their lemonade stand and craft show, took donations in cash and goods on Saturday from 11 until 1 o'clock. And afterwards, on video, Carolyn took Brindley inside and gave her the good news about the results in the fundraising effort. Listen to this. Our goal was what? A thousand. Okay. You earned for the Bahamas, all of this money goes right to them, $1,275.82. Yes! What? Yes! Yes! Thank you. Can you say thank you, everybody? Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Yeah, you reached your goal and then some. Let's bring them on together, my daughter Carolyn and uh, granddaughter Brinley. Congratulations, and I think ultimately the numbers were even better than that when it all was counted up, right? Yeah, we got a, yeah, we got a new number. What's the number? 1500 and $12.82. Oh, my goodness, Brindley. How does that make you feel? Good. Look at all those kids you're helping in the Bahamas. And, uh, and Carolyn, apparently everything got loaded on a boat and taken over there, and it has been already distributed in Freeport, Bahamas. Is that right? Yeah, actually, the, the initial boat was filled with um, uh, generators and chainsaws and some of the bigger things. So right now, we're, uh, we're getting ready to pack up here for their second load. Uh, but yeah, that will be down there here in the next few days. I'm actually collecting donations through until this Friday. Um, so we have extended that out. I woke up this morning, and there was another donation on our doorstep. So people are still dropping by, and we don't want that to end. So, um, so we'll still be collecting through till this Friday. Um, but our GoFundMe, we're actually cashing, uh, closing that out today so that they can get that money today and start using it. So is GoFundMe still open? 
Uh, no, 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 no. We just oh, okay. uh, we're just closing that out, but oh, we'll continue to take. Um, yeah, but we're going to take all other donations um, up until Friday to get it on that boat. So, how do people how do people make the connection to do that? Uh, well, they can they can either find me directly on Facebook, um, our event page that has been up, um, you know, or um, still swing by the house, you know, twenty one oh six Shady Hill Terrace in Winter Park. Excellent, fantastic. Quite an event there on, on Saturday. Huge crowd. We had some of our listeners like Walt and Becky drop by. Yaffe and Steffi drop by, made a donation. <laughs> it was quite a day. There were huge crowds, Carolyn. We were really amazed. Yeah, it was an incredible turnout. We are so grateful. The word got out there so quickly. We turned this whole thing around within about three days, and we're just you know, um, just so grateful to be part of, of this process. There's a lot of wonderful organizations, um, you know, corporate, uh, you know, all, all the way down to, um, you know, our, our facility as well. But, you know, we were just so, so proud of Brinley for her lemonade stand concept. And um, I don't I, I don't think this will be our last lemonade stand. I think there's a lot more good to be uh, to be had in this town. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Brinley and, and your classmates helped out, too. They wrote letters to the kids in the Bahamas. And now you're going to school to see all of them this morning. I'll bet you're going to be very, very excited. Yeah. <laughs> I love you, honey. Any final words, ladies? Uh, thank you, and kids helping kids. Yeah, thank you, everybody. We really appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you both. God bless and safe ride to school, okay? Okay. Have a good day. All right. Good deal. Melissa, now, if folks want to connect to all of this that went down over the weekend um, with Carolyn Brindley and a lot of others as well, how do they do that? We have it posted. Okay. We have it posted on our social media sites right now, uh, WFLA Orlando. You can also go onto our website, which is WFLAOrlando.com. And later today, I'm going to put together a little uh, vintage uh, deal. I'm sorry, a vignette deal with the pictures and the interviews and the total and you know, make it nice and pretty for everybody. You've done a great job, and I really do appreciate it. It's all part of it here, and thank you so much. Um, and God bless everybody else who reached out in their own way in other other ways to reach the devastated people of the Bahamas. We cannot forget them. The need is immense. In a moment, rush for the morning update after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in just two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Can you handle one more Hurricane Dorian headline? Here it is. Major damage in parts of eastern Canada from the storm. The post-tropical cyclone made landfall near Halifax, Nova Scotia on Saturday night. Canadian media reporting that in Halifax, roofs were torn off buildings, trees were uprooted, a crane collapsed onto a building, widespread power outages in Nova Scotia, with hundreds of thousands of people reportedly in the dark. And then the last report I had was the very last remnants of Dorian Made it snow in Greenland. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. From News Radio 93.1, this is Good Morning Orlando. WFLF Fine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, and W226BT Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA and iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. Hope you had a great weekend. Good Monday morning to you. Glad you're with us here at 8 o'clock for our latest look at Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. Coming your way right now on News Radio 93.1 WFLA FM AM 540 and the iHeart Radio app. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this morning. Taliban talks canceled. 
More in one minute. What's on your mind? It's your show. It's Open Mind Monday. We want to hear from you next on Good Morning Orlando. 804 on News Radio 93.1. Peace talks between the United States and the Taliban are on hold. President Trump tweeted that a meeting between the two was canceled. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo says the Taliban is responsible for it not happening. On Sunday, Pompeo said the Taliban tried to gain leverage in the negotiations by carrying out terror attacks in Afghanistan, including a suicide car bombing last week that killed 12 people, including an American soldier. That attack prompted President Trump to cancel the peace deal. We'd made real progress, but in the end, uh, the Taliban overreached. Uh, they forgot that America is always going to protect its interests. While this isn't a war of attrition, uh, the American people should know we will continue to apply the appropriate pressure to make sure uh, that we're never struck with terror again. The president's also getting some heat from lawmakers in his own party for even considering inviting Taliban leaders to the U.S. less than a week before the 9-11 anniversary. That's Fox's Garrett Tenney. A Taliban spokesperson says the cancellation of the meeting will affect America's credibility in future talks. Many angles to this important story we've talked about this morning. Where are you on the situation with the Taliban, our presence in Afghanistan? Let's talk an Open Mind Monday. Call us now, 407-916-5400, or hit the text line at 23680. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A Seminole County nonprofit is doing its part to help those affected by Hurricane Dorian. Sanford's Air Unlimited has been collecting relief supplies to be delivered to the Bahamas. Since asking for donations about a week ago, one employee says the response has been amazing. She says help is still needed and the most desired items are non-perishable food, medical supplies, tents, tarps, hammers, and nails. Some Volusia County businesses are in need of a post-hurricane bounce. The storm forced some owners to shut down operations until Dorian passed, and they're hoping to recover lost revenue. To do that, they say they need business from local residents. A federal trial is set to begin in South Florida today for a Chinese woman accused of trying to access President Trump's Mar-a-Lago resort under false pretenses. Jury selection is scheduled to start at the federal courthouse in West Palm Beach for the prosecution of Yuxing Zhang. She's the woman who traveled from China and is charged with lying to Secret Service agents in order to enter Mar-a-Lago while President Trump was vacationing. Agents would arrest her and confiscate a number of cell phones, a computer, and other electronic devices, though she is not being charged with espionage. Prosecutors have filed con. Confidential evidence, they say, affects national security. In Miami, Eben Brown, Fox News. Tampa Bay is 0-1 after quarterback Jameis Winston tossed three interceptions, including two pick-sixes in a 31-17 loss at home to San Francisco. Bucks head coach Bruce Arians says they continue to beat themselves. I don't think there's any doubt about it. That's what we talked about. Uh, at half even and, and before the game and, and right now that was the message you know when we stopped beating ourselves we could be pretty good Florida's other two NFL teams also dropped season openers at home the Dolphins taking it on the chin from Baltimore 59 to 10 and the Jaguars falling to Kansas City 40 to 26 WFLA news time is 808 credit card skimmers show up at Florida gas pumps after Hurricane Dorian that story's online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. Welcome to the 50,000 Watt Front Forge. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. 
And on a Monday edition of the show, for years and years and years, we've turned it over to you with your take on any topic, and we will keep an open mind. We call it Open Mind Monday. You can sound off on the topic of your choice, whether we've talked about it or not. Among what we have discussed this morning is Trump in those now-canceled secret talks at Camp David with the Taliban. Did you have a problem with the Taliban showing up at Camp David? And should the United States now get all our troops out of Afghanistan? That is our one-word texting poll, but you can talk about it on the phone or on long form on the text line. But if you want to vote in the one-word texting poll, is it time for U.S. troops to get out of Afghanistan? Text yes or text no to 23680. We've been on the Trump train. I wonder if Trump's gotten the final word on Sharpie Gate with the path of Dorian here. He got backed up by Noah, which was very interesting, and by a weatherman on CNN. Um, Biden, you know, slipping badly on the, on the campaign trail, uh, one gaffe after another. I mean, the guy's losing it. I think he's got dementia. I uh, called the president, President Hump, over the weekend. And, uh, you know, and couldn't even say the word existential, so he, he gave up on it. I mean, what are the Democrats going to do? And they're talking impeachment this week. Do you want the Democrats to try and impeach this president? Do you think it will backfire on them if they do? 407-916-5400, text line 23680. And an update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic is just two minutes away on Good Morning Orlando. It's a 10. Sports headline right now, the new college football polls are out, and they agree on the top three in the nation. Number one, Clemson. Number two, Alabama. Number three, Georgia. Florida Gators, and they had a big win, you heard, on WFLA, where your Gator Nation station. That was on Saturday. They are now eighth in the coaches' poll, the coaches' poll. The Gators are eighth and ninth in the AP poll, while UCF had had a big win, too, ranking 16th and 17th, respectively, in those polls. Updates for you at least every 10 minutes in the top stories. And we keep it up all morning on Good Morning Orlando. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. I've told you for years when this microphone, and it used to get real mad at me. Now most of you agree with me. It's time to get our troops out of Afghanistan because, because there's, we can't shed any more blood or treasure over there. And any gains you make, you cannot hold once you have left. That's the reality of Afghanistan, and we need to get out. That's the one-word texting poll. Is it time for U.S. troops to get out of Afghanistan? Text yes or text no to 23680. Sound off on the phone, 407-916-5400, or a long-form text line, 23680. If you have more to say, go that route. Here's the president only recently, and keep in mind over the weekend, he canceled what we didn't even know existed Uh, Plans for uh, secret Taliban peace talks at Camp David yesterday, all right? He canceled them uh, when they attacked over there and killed an American soldier and a bunch of other people. Here's what the president wants to do. I would like to just get up. The problem is it, it just seems to be a lab for terrorists. It seems, I call it the Harvard of terrorists, but I would leave very strong intelligence there. I think that is the very best that can be done, Mr. President. Where are you on our troops in Afghanistan? There's 14,000 sons and daughters over there. What ought to happen? Get them out? Leave them in. Yaffe wants to leave them in there forever. I'll let him defend himself on that in a moment. But also, also, 
We have another sound cut that we want to play. Joe Biden on the campaign trail over the weekend. If this guy doesn't have dementia, I mean, I mean, please give me a break. The guy is the guy is the guy is losing it, and I think he's losing it progressively. Are they going to make this guy the nominee? Try to make him president of the United States? Listen to Joe Biden. Listen to this. But if Donald Trump, Donald Trump is reelected, <laughs> Freudian slip. Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump does pose an existential threat to this. The it's not hypothetical. Existential. His threat to this nation. An existential threat. An existential threat. An existential threat. No, existential, sir. That that that's the word. Uh, what about it? Is he going to be the nominee? Still up there in the polls, coming down to earth in some of the early states. I mean, what are the Democrats going to do? Opt for somebody off the left wing like Elizabeth Warren? Get her in there as vice president? Then declare President Biden incompetent? And all of a sudden, you got a left wing wacko in the main seat in the Oval Office running the country? What happens there politically for the Democrats? And they're talking about impeachment this week. Do you want them to go that route against the president? How do you think it'll turn out? Just a few things you may want to talk about an Open Mind Monday. You can take off in any direction you want, and we will keep an open mind. 407-916-5400. We'll take your phone calls and put them right on the radio if you call me at 407-916-5400. I won't make you wait any longer than our next short break. Interesting headline here for you right now. The Air Force says it has found nothing out of the ordinary about a cargo plane crew staying at one of President Trump's resorts during a refueling stop. The C-17 crew stayed at Trump's golf resort in Turnberry, Scotland, on their way to Kuwait in March. In a statement, an Air Force spokesperson said the crew made the reservations through the defense travel system and that the Trump resort in Scotland was the closest available hotel and the least expensive. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. It's Good Morning Orlando. We want to know what you think on Open Mind Monday. We've got Roy from Orlando on the line. Roy, it's Alan Spector along with the Bud Man, Yaffe, and Melissa. What is on your mind? Well, I was just calling to say in general, uh, I enjoy your show. In general, but what about specifically? Oh, what do you like? <laughs> well, um, I ran for state legislature one year, and I'm not sure, but I think Bud Hedinger was the moderator during the debate I had with the uh, my opponent. That could well be, Roy. Could well be. I've done a few of those. How did it work and, out uh, for you? Well, I I lost to Rich Crotty. Oh no, kidding! Well, he was a pretty big hitter back in his day. You know, ran yeah, Orange Rich, County. Rich was he was uh yeah. he was a state representative right. and um he just kept snowballing and getting bigger and bigger. Okay, fair enough. But even though you lost after a debate moderated by Bud Hedinger, you're still a listener of the show. That's Yay. that's admirable. Uh, yeah, yeah. I um I I'm I'm not a supporter of uh President Trump, however, um, I appreciate you don't you guys don't go out to the Rush Limbaugh type of extremes that that he does. And um, well, you know, we all do our own thing here, and we have some different opinions on different topics. I can tell you right now on whether or not we ought to keep troops in Afghanistan. Yaffe and I are diametrically opposed, but we all get along, and you know, we're open to points of view, and we particularly enjoy um, you know a few props now and then, and we appreciate you listening and being an open mind Monday. 
See, that's exactly what I'm talking about. You guys are 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 um, sociable. That's that's us, sociable. Yeah, there you go. Yep, personable, sociable. You yeah, all those mm-hmm. words with able at the end. Yep. <laughs> Thank you, Roy, very Roy. much. Appreciate you, man. Okay, you guys have a good day. All right. Bye, there Roy. We go. Good stuff. What's going on in the text line? Then we're going back to the phones. Um. Well, bud, let's see here. Lots of text still on Afghanistan. One person texted me saying that you don't have to stay with troops. It says, Michael, you can deal with them with airstrikes. You don't need troops. So if you want to keep attacking them, you don't need troops on the ground. You can just... Have airstrikes. Yeah. yeah. High-tech intel smart bombs. Yeah. I got another one that says, Open Mind Monday. Andrew Yang can beat Trump because he already has the alt-right. Open Mind Monday. Oh, really? Andrew Yang wants to give everybody $1,000? I'm in. I'll take money. Free I stuff. What? That guy. No, I'm worried about him. At my Obama phone. What's going on on the phones? Well, let's find out from Joe in Orlando. Good morning, Joe. Hey, good morning. What's up? Uh, yeah, the Afghanistan thing. Um uh, Andrew Yang is actually proposing that only Congress can send our military to war, which is the way it's supposed to be anyway. And then you can't vote yes unless you have a family member going. Oh, that's an interesting angle. When's the last time that Congress declared war, Joe? I think World War II. I think you're right. And uh, I would encourage Yaffe to go tomorrow since he thinks we should have people there. Yaffe? We can get you out of here, man. We have connections. Mars. Why don't you go on over there and and hang with him for a while? I don't know if they want me. (laughs) They'll be like, please, he's hurting our cause. Send him back. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Joe. Thank you. Appreciate that. How about the one-word texting poll, Alan? Can you pop that out there again for folks because it's still open? Is it time for U.S. troops to get out of Afghanistan? We've been asking you to text yes or text no to 23680. See what else you can scout up, Melissa, on the uh, text line and open mind Monday while I bring in Chuck from Minnetonka, Minnesota, on another topic for Open Mind Monday. Hello, Chuck from the North Country. Guten Tag, wie Yeah, ganz gut. GMO, PHL. It's been a long time since I've talked to you. Actually, I talked to one of your people you had on. When you hurt your leg. How is your leg, by the way? Oh, my leg is doing just great. Thank you very much, Chuck. Glad you asked. What's your topic here in Open Mind Monday? Yeah, everybody thinks Obama is out of this thing. Nobody's talking about Obama moving up to Hyannisport, right? That $13 million thing that he bought up there. And and, and nobody's saying why. Why? Because Washington, D.C. doesn't have a congressman, doesn't have a senator, And nobody from Washington, D.C. can run for president. So if you move out into the state, you can run for president. Nobody's talking about Mabel, Michelle. And he's going to be right on the ocean up there, isn't he, Melissa? That's your neck of the woods. Yeah, it's not Hyannisport. He actually bought one on the other island, Martha's Vineyard. Right. Because I'm from Nantucket. Oh, oh, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I, I misspoke. Which we but also thought was kind of fun, Chuck, because of uh, climate change, isn't it? We're supposed to be all dead in 10 years, so poor investment, <laughs> right. right? Yeah, he's, right. It, it, he's got the house on pontoons. He'll be fine. Chuck, thanks for joining us on Open Mind Monday. Take care up there in Minnesota here, in the yeah, land of the libs. Too. Watch out, man. <laughs> right. All right. Okay, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Now, is it true what Chuck said that if you live in Washington D.C., you can't run for president? I've I, never heard I, that. I don't know. That's a district. It's not a state. So I mean, it's probably a technicality. I mean, it's it's in the country. You know, I've never really thought about that, and I should know the answer to that. Let's find that out. If you live in Washington D.C., can you, while a resident of D.C., not a state? run for president of the United States. I think so. You'll Why be not? Citizen, you'll be a citizen of the United States, 35 years old. That's I it. think that's it in the Constitution. Yeah, no, Help us out. It's Open Mind Monday, you constitutional scholars, there's no, you. No zoning restrictions in the Constitution. <laughs> yeah. Let me turn it over to the news scholar, my co-host, Alan Spector, now. Gas prices are falling, and we have drama at the U.S. Open. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together in just two minutes. It's 8.30 on Good Morning Orlando. The Bud Man, alongside my co-host and our newsman, Alan Spector. A little bit of good news, particularly for folks on the road this morning, Alan. Just a little bit, Bud. Florida gas prices are lower, dropping all of two cents over the past week. But it's going in the right direction. AAA reports states' drivers are now paying an average of two forty-two per gallon at the pump. The current average in Metro Orlando is two thirty-nine, but it's not official Till we hear from Gas Bud. Gas Bud update WFLA. Worst jingle ever. Ever. 233 a gallon in more than one station on 1792. The Auto Club says declining pump prices are common as we enter the fall driving season. Families are taking fewer road trips with kids back in school and refineries are switching to winter gasoline, which is cheaper to produce than summer fuels. So get used to those lower gas prices. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A new development could soon rise in Orlando's struggling Paramore neighborhood. More from Rory O'Neill in our newsroom. The plan is for a 17-story mixed-use building that would include commercial space and market-rate apartments at the corner of Division Avenue and Central Boulevard. GrowthSpotter.com says the DXV Central Tower would be built between the Orlando Magic Sports and Entertainment District and the Creative Village. The Boca Raton-based developer hopes to open by 2022. Rory O'Neill, News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Four British Airways flights are canceled today at Orlando International Airport. The airline canceled nearly all of its flights for today and tomorrow because of a 48-hour strike by pilots. The airline and the pilots' union are locked in contract negotiations. British Airways says passengers scheduled to fly today and tomorrow should not go to the airport. A YouTube video has landed a Daytona Beach man in jail. In the video, Leo Arang Jr. allegedly threatened to murder as many people as he could. The 45-year-old Army vet told investigators he did not mean to follow through on his threat and no guns or ammo were found in his home. The Coast Guard is searching for four crew members from a capsized cargo ship off the Georgia coast. 24 people were on board and 20 were rescued after the 650-foot vessel flipped in St. Simon Sound near the port of Brunswick early yesterday. They think those crew members may be alive and in the engine room. They're just having trouble getting to them there because they've had some fire issues, etc. We'll keep an eye on that story. Mm -hmm. At the U.S. Open Tennis Tournament in New York, number 2 seed Rafael Nadal won the men's singles championship, beating number 5 seeded Daniel Medvedev in five hard-fought sets. You will never forget this fight. Rafa Nadal pushed to his limits, digs as deep 
The final call, courtesy of ESPN, the win marks Nadal's fourth U.S. Open singles title and 19th Grand Slam singles title. Medvedev was down two sets, but then came back from the dead, yep. and he pushed Nadal to the brink. It was something to watch. An amazing match. And... Uh... The ever-popular quiz show Jeopardy! returns tonight for season 36. It's the first new season since host Alex Trebek announced this year that he had been diagnosed with stage 4 pancreatic cancer. Last month, Trebek released a video telling fans he's completed chemotherapy and said it's going to be a good year. He is amazing. That's percentage-wise, I think, maybe the toughest cancer to beat. And when you hear stage 4, usually the end is near, and he just keeps on rolling. God bless him. Yeah, it's amazing. He kept doing the show while he was getting chemotherapy, yeah, and that's a struggle. You're not kidding. WFLA News Time is 8.38. Catch up with anything you miss on Good Morning Orlando with our podcasts on iHeartRadio. And the third hour of our show continues now on Open Mind Monday. Tell you what, I'm going to reward a very patient phone caller. Let's bring in Tom from Pine Castle. On with the Good Morning Orlando gang on Open Mind Monday. What's on your mind, Tom? Good morning, uh, bud. Uh, long time listener. Thank you. Uh, the Afghanistan uh, issue uh, is, uh, in my view, more complicated than meets the eye. It's the uh, nuclear weapons between Pakistan and India. And if you recall, there was a major attack on the Indian government in the past, and there was this threat, uh, nuclear threat, that the United States had to respond to, and what is going on in Kashmir and the proximity of nukes is uh, very real, and it's very uh, much a threat there. And uh, I believe, uh, you know, having read the Cato and read Foreign Affairs magazine, and uh, that's my standard, that's my view on that, is more to it than meets the eye. All right, then, you're Commander-in-Chief, Tom. What do you do? We have 14,000 troops there. I mean, how long do we leave them there? We want to know what you think on Afghanistan. The president canceled what were then secret talks with the Taliban aimed at a peace deal, supposed to occur yesterday at uh, Camp David, but then the Taliban, you know, staged an attack, killed a bunch of people, including an American, and President Trump said, no, we're not doing this, and I don't know when it's going to resume, but I appreciate his bold stroke trying to get something done here and get us out, which he clearly wants to do, you know, and, and he basically said, elect me and I'll get us out of these endless wars. No more endless wars. Well, we're still there since 2001. I mean, come on. If, if you had a baby in 2001, we were at war in Afghanistan. That kid's old enough to vote now, and we're still at war. I mean, what do we do in Afghanistan? There's nothing in my opinion, and it's, it's, it's Open Mind Monday, but tell me where I'm wrong on this. There's nothing that we can hold with our military presence there that won't disappear as soon as we leave. We can't stay there forever. Is it worth the life of your son or daughter or grandson or granddaughter? Enough with the blood and treasure. Got to get out of there. Agree or not, 407-916-5400. Weigh in on the one-word texting poll if you want to do that. Is it time for U.S. troops to get out of Afghanistan? A lot of folks have voted, but we haven't got your vote yet. Text yes or text no to 23680.
Headlines right now. If you're just joining us, former South Carolina Governor Mark Sanford joining the race for the White House in 2020, a challenge to President Trump. Sanford made the announcement on Fox News Sunday that he is challenging President Trump for the GOP nomination. He is the third Republican to throw his hat in the ring, joining former Massachusetts Governor Bill Weld and former Illinois Congressman Joe Walsh. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. News, weather and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. As Open Mind Monday continues, we'll go back to the phones. Lee from Orlando. It's Alan along with the Budman Yaffe and Melissa. What is on your mind this morning? Uh, good morning, guys. Just give you a instant traffic update. The beach line headed west has about an eight-car accident closed around mile marker 24. So anybody thinking on hopping on the beach line west from the coast, forget it. Find an alternative uh, route. Thank you, Lee. But anyway, as far as um, Afghanistan and Iraq, those were two mistakes from the beginning. Okay? Number one, we should have never gone into Iraq. And secondly, Afghanistan should have been more of a surgical military operation, not this boots-on-the-ground invading. So as far as getting out now, uh, I would love to see us get out, but we have to live with the consequences of getting out because when we get out, the Taliban will take over because they are brutal and they will kill anybody who stands in their way, and the government and the regular military isn't strong enough to hold them back. But, Bud, as far as me thinking whether you're right or wrong, I don't think you're wrong, but I think you're being a bit hypocritical. Really? Because when Obama was in office and he was talking about getting out, you were all against it. Well, I, I guess I hadn't gotten to the point, and I don't think it was just politics here. I don't think I had, I can't remember that, but I, I don't think I had gotten to the point where I said, we can't stay there forever. Perhaps I clung to the thought that something good might come of it, Lee. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, a lot of input on this big topic here of Afghanistan this morning. How about a few textures here before we uh, break for um, sound judgment? Yeah, one person says we need to pull out of Afghanistan and make it China's quagmire. Just wanted to give you that update that he mentioned about the traffic. It is 528 westbound closed just before Dallas Boulevard. There's a crash getting cleared out there. Try uh, State Road 50 inland from the coast as your alternate. Now, nobody posed this question, but Yaffe, it was raised here. If you live in Washington, D.C., and the Obamas have just moved, you know, or are moving up to New England, and, you know, Michelle, they're talking about maybe she'll run or something. I mean, can you run for president if you live in Washington? The answer, we believe, is yes. Yes, there's nothing in the Constitution that prevents you from running for president, but you cannot run for Congress or Senate. So you cannot run for the House or the Senate. There you go. Well, that makes sense because they don't have a representative in the House or the Senate. You'd be run for an office that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Which doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Well, uh, what does? Uh, not much. Sound judgment makes sense, and it's always fun. You're going to the funniest show in America, here in Central Florida, for the benefit of some special members of our armed forces. If you want to play the game and haven't won it in a month, you're eligible Sound judgment. Get on the line right now. And if this isn't your deal, give those tickets to somebody in your family, circle of friends, and they will love you forever. This is an amazing prize. 407-916-5400. 407-916-5400. Sound judgment coming right up. Get on 
the 50,000-watt front porch. Toll-free, 866-916-5400, mainline, 407-916-5400. This is a fantastic show. You will love it, and I know, Patriots, you want to benefit the troops, and you attending this will do that. You're never more than 10 minutes away from the latest news, weather, and traffic. News Radio 93.1, WFLA. Yikes, we're tight on time. we got to play Sound Judgment. What about that prize, it's Melissa? four-pack of tickets for the funniest night in America presented by Laugh for the Troops Friday, the 20th of September at the Claremont Performing Arts Center. It's going to be a great time for you and three of your friends. All right, get on the line if you're not already there. 407-916-5400. We're playing. Today's Sound Judgment game celebrates the UCF football nights. Now 2-0 after clobbering Florida Atlantic 48-14 on Saturday. Want you to listen to some sound of Mark Daniels from our sister station, 96.9 The Game, calling the play-by-play a big play in the night's lopsided win. Well, it turns out the sound of UCF football was first heard the year after Alan Spector, my co-host, graduated from UCF. With that as a hint, use your sound judgment to tell me what year UCF played its very first football game ever. Knights go quickly. Snap. Dylan Gabriel back to throw. Dylan looking. Dylan looking. Throws downfield. Harris is there. Jacob has got it. 20, 15, 10, 5. Dive. Touchdown, UCF. Dylan Gabriel. Five. UCF football is awesome. What was the first year they ever played? Line one, go ahead. Uh, 91. No, earlier than that. Thank Next you. line. Let's go to line three. <laughs> what year did they first have UCF football? 79. Absolutely right. And Allen graduated when? 1978. But keep in mind, I was a precocious youngster and was only seven when I graduated from UCF. You dreamer. What's your first name, winner? Greg from Altamont. Fantastic, Greg. I'm going to put you on hold because I am crowded by the clock, okay? Thank you and congratulations. Don't go away. Melissa will work things out with you. Final results on a one-word texting poll. Should we get the troops out of Afghanistan? Text yes or no. 51 say yes. 18 say no. And what say you about plans for the drive home on your show, Yaffe? Well, this will still probably be big news, this meeting that got canceled between Trump and the Taliban. We'll talk about that and any other breaking news tonight, 5 to 6 p.m. p.m. Orlando. Oh, Congress is reconvening here. They're going to start causing all kinds of trouble. They'll have something yeah, for you yeah, to talk about, Yaffe. That's a Yaffy. good point, yeah, Always. <laughs> Those clowns in Congress. <laughs> They're back. What, what, a, what a bunch of clowns. Oh, boy. All right. Well, this clown show is over here, but we really appreciate you being with us. Have a great day. For Alan Yaffe, Melissa, the Budman, thank you. God bless you, and God bless America. Now is the time, and wherever you are is the place. The Citadel makes it easier to earn your degree. By offering master's degrees, graduate certificates, and undergraduate degree completion programs that are entirely online. Flexible scheduling makes these programs convenient for working professionals. Online classes are held to the same high standards that consistently name the Citadel, the number one master's granting public college in the South. The Citadel. Online. On your time. Visit citadel.edu slash online.